Welcome to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally, Wided Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G S R A L L Y E N Z. Hello and welcome to High Beam, a Kiwi Rider production brought to you by BMW Motorrad New Zealand. Celebrating 40 years of GS and looking forward to the GS Rally 2020, November 6th and 7th in Wairarapa. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. That's facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. In this episode, we're taking a deep dive into one of the most game-changing motorcycles ever to be produced. Now on with High Beam. This year, 2020, marks 40 years of the now legendary BMW GS badge, with the very first bike to bear the moniker being the 1980 BMW R80 G-slash-S. G-slash-S in case you don't already know, stands for Gelandestrasse, German for off-road, on-road, and possibly the most honest way of describing the abilities of the R80G S. It was, after all, a bike designed to be able to comfortably ride on both road and off it. These days, we are more familiar with the concept, but back in July of 1980, when the R80G S debuted, the concept of a bike to specifically do it all was quite novel. The R80 G/S, it could be said, was the bike that really kicked off the adventure bike craze. But there is more to the R80's story than just being the first bike to bring the world-conquering ability to motorcyclists. It's also responsible in no small part for keeping BMW Motorrad in existence. Back in the 1970s, all major European manufacturers were struggling to come up with a way to fight off the growing popularity of the Big Four from Japan. While some tried to emulate the recipe of success the Japanese had discovered, BMW went for something completely out of left field. As the 1970s came to close, things were looking dire for BMW, which had continued its line of boxer-powered motorcycles that, while built like tanks, hardly brought the same emotional response as the newly coined superbikes from the Far East. In fact, things were bad enough that in 1979, Karl-Heinz Gerlinger was made the deputy director of BMW Motorrad. He was given the brief to either make the motorcycle division profitable or close it down. Gerlinger could see the writing on the wall. Over in the UK, the British motorcycle makers had stubbornly stuck to making motorcycles that were very much built on the old tried and tested formula. They were dropping like flies. BMW needed to pull a nice fluffy white rabbit out of its hat. And fast. Gerlinger was not the only man at BMW Motorrad to have figured out the problem, however. In fact, a group of company engineers 
had been quietly doing some tinkering and had created a prototype of a radically new type of motorcycle. Better yet, this prototype wasn't just built, it was ready to go into the testing phase. That prototype had been the brainchild of engineer Laszlo Perez, who was an off-road enthusiast. Until this point, BMW's senior management had not been in the slightest way interested in Perez's work on off-road BMW bikes, and in the early 1970s, the sales of BMW motorcycles had been adequate enough for them to think, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. With sales declining, however, it was clear to all involved that something now needed fixing. So, when Perez and a group of engineers told Carl Gerlinger that they had something to show him, his interest was piqued, and he went with them to be introduced to the prototype Perez and his team had been working on affectionately known as the Red Devil. The Red Devil was essentially a boxer engine BMW motorcycle that had been modified for both on and off-road use. It was sort of like a big enduro motorcycle with lights. The Japanese, however, pretty much dominated the enduro market with their lightweight single-cylinder machines that were great off-road, but arguably were miserable to ride on the highway. While the Red Devil was heavier, it could do both, which put it in a class of its own. This was a real adventure motorcycle, the sort of bike the intrepid early 20th century around the world motorcycle pioneers would have loved. The Japanese weren't making a motorcycle like this. In fact, no one was making a motorcycle quite like this one. Just as the successful Honda CB750 had created the superbike, the Red Devil laid the foundations of the adventure motorcycle as the predecessor to the now beloved R80 G-S. Carl Gerlinger decided to take the gamble and build the bike, hoping that this would prove to be the rabbit pulled out of the hat that would save BMW's motorcycle division. As we now know, the big white rabbit wasn't quite fluffy, but what it lacked in fluff, the R80 G-S made up for in all-round capability and quickly won legions of fans. Recognised the world over as the first large displacement multidiscipline motorcycle on the market, the R80 G-S was powered by BMW's 247 Boxer Twin, affectionately known as an airhead due to its use of air cooling, which Motorrad used in various guises over 25 years between 1969 and 1995. The version of the airhead used in the R80 G-S utilises the same two-valve per cylinder valve train and had a displacement of a hefty 795.5 cc's. The R80 G-S, as is often the case with BMW's modern GS range, debuted new technologies for the 247 Boxer, with electronic ignition and Nicosil cylinders being used for the first time. Power-wise, the engine was good for 50 horsepower and 56 newton-meters of torque, 
which in real-world terms meant it was able to push the R80G-S to a top speed in excess of 160 km per hour. Making up the chassis of the R80 was a mix of old and new designs. The frame itself was refined from the R65's twin-loop steel frame, while the front forks come from the R100. But out in the rear end, it was decided by the design team that they required something completely new, and thus the monolever suspension design, which combined the final drive and rear suspension into one simple unit, chosen to keep the rear end of the bike in check. So how was the R80G-S received? The G-S was launched at the Cologne Motor Show at the end of 1970. By most accounts, the R80G-S was almost an instant success and far outstripped BMW Motorrad's expectations. After all, in essence, the G-S was a Hail Mary to buy Motorrad some time while they worked on developing the K-Series bikes to directly compete with the influx of high-powered Japanese motorcycles into the market at the time. Sold under the slogan, Sports Machine, Touring Machine, Enduro. Welcome to a motorcycle concept with more than one string to its bow. The G-S was anything but the cumbersome tourer most had come to expect from BMW throughout the 60s and 70s. While some dirt-focused riders, used to the single-cylinder machines of the time, were confused by the big twin-cylinder GS, most riders soon fell in love with the bike. Weighing in at just 167 kgs, the R80 G-S was over 30 kgs lighter than the R80-7 yet promised equal levels of practicality with a huge, for the time, 19.3-litre fuel tank and comfortable seating arrangement. Riders flocked to the G-S like ducks to water, and in 1981, BMW Motorrad announced it had sold 6,631 GS models, twice the number the factory had estimated, and one in five BMWs sold that year was a G-S. How did the R80G-S fare in the world of motorsport? Possibly the most unlikely arena for success for the R80G-S, however, it was in the realms of motorsport. Considering race bikes these days are purpose-built fire-breathing animals, the R80G-S is quite a mellow platform by comparison. That said, on its debut at the famous Paris-Dakar Rally, the forerunner of today's Dakar Rally, the R80G-S shone through. With one of the driving figures behind the R80G-S, Rodiger Gutsche, being a keen off-road racer, even riding a specially prepared R75-5 in the international six-days trial, it seems the G-S was always destined to be raced despite its modest power output and focus on being a jack-of-all-trades. For the 1981 Paris-Dakar rally, only the third running of the event, BMW decided to use the event to further build the public image of the R80G-S by entering the factory race bikes specially prepared by the German company HPN Motorrad Technik. 
the effort paid off for BMW in a big way, with Hubert Arrow now an outright Dakar legend himself and the first person to win on both two wheels and four in the gruelling event, riding a works BMW to his first ever Dakar victory. Jean-Claude Marolier finished in fourth place, and Privateer, a German policeman by the name of Bernard Niemer, coming in seventh. Overall an astonishing achievement considering at the time it was more common for racers to not even come close to reaching the finish line of the Dakar, let alone score top 10 placings. It was enough for the motorcycling public to take notice of the sales of the R80G slashes. As they rose upward, BMW returned to the podium in the Paris Dakar rally again in 1983 with the R80G S, with Hubert Arrow winning again on the bike which was fitted with an engine with its capacity increased to 980 cc's to boost power to 70 horsepower. Not to mention winning the Dakar for a second time, Arrol took his bike then travelled to Mexico and took up the treacherous 1200 km Baja California race as well. For the 1984 Paris Dakar, things only got better for BMW with Belgian writer Gaston Rahir taking his first win at the Dakar, which he would repeat again the following year, with Hubert Arrol riding to the finish line in a more than respectable second place. It was a result that pushed BMW to create a special R80G S Dakar production model in celebration, a moniker that would return again in the 1990s with the single-cylinder F650GS. There's no denying that BMW went well off the standard playbook when they debuted the R80G S in 1980. In a time where most manufacturers were looking to build the next superbike in the same vein as the Japanese monsters that were taking the world by storm, BMW did something different, and more importantly, lasting. Take a look at the motorcycling world of today 40 years on from the debut of the R80G S, and what do you see as the biggest selling breed of motorcycle? It isn't the fire-breathing, high-performance superbike format, but the go-anywhere, do-anything, Gelandestrasse style, which BMW pioneered, essentially by accident. So next time you start fantasizing over that do-it-all adventure motorcycle, regardless of who builds it, Take a minute to thank the men and women of BMW Motorrad, the creators of the original adventure motorcycle, the BMW R80G/S. This episode of High Beam was written by Matthew Day Gillett, narrated and produced by Raymond Heron and created in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All rights reserved, Kiwi Rider Podcast 2020. Thanks for listening to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally, Wided Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. That's G-S-R-A-L-L-Y-E-N-Z.